everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Wright. Got a very interesting episode here for you guys tonight. I'll be joined by my guest, John. Now, John has a story about how he's been abducted over the years, and it ends up being a very interesting story. Before we dive into that, if you've ever had an encounter, and like to be on the show, please send me an email. You can email me at tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. Send a message on there to Tinfoil Tales Podcast. If you'd like to help the show grow, if you like what you hear, want to have more episodes, please share the podcast, like the podcast, whatever you got to do to help us promote it. It's definitely appreciated. We're going to go ahead and dive on into our story with John. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'd like to take the time to welcome my guest today, John. John, thanks for coming out on my show and definitely interested in hearing what you got to say. Well, thank you for having me. So, you, so you've had some interesting encounters you've told me a little bit about. So if you want to start from the beginning. Okay. Basically, I've been a part of the secret space program as it's called or some people call it the super soldier program uh the cabal in space there's different names for it but to put it very basically um the nazis didn't actually lose the war they went into space and they've been colonizing planets since the 1940s. And they made a deal with the American government that they would not invade Earth and take over the world, basically, so long as the Americans gave them 150,000 kids every year to serve in their military, to be a part of their colonies to basically things of that sort in 2007 I was one of those people so I've been I was six years old since then I've been being taken and then re-aged or age regressed and brought back to earth Numerous times I've been used as um, a diplomat between the Nazis and also between the U.S. Navy and various alien species. I've been a spy, a security officer, an archaeologist, uh, a scientist, etc., I started getting, well, I've had some slight memories of this my whole life. I started getting these memories actively in July of 2019, and I've been recovering ever since. I've been public since um, September of this year, I believe. So, yeah. Uh so now where uh where would you like to go with this because there's a lot <laughs> what is your first memory of being taken and like what were you doing what did they what do you remember from that i remember being six years old um laying in bed i couldn't sleep i've never been able to sleep hardly my whole life it takes a lot to knock me out. So I was laying in bed awake. And this portal opened in uh, the wall of my bedroom. And a blonde woman in a Nazi uniform stepped through. And instantly I was like paralyzed. I believe they were using some sort of directed energy weapon on me. Um, that made me unable to move and I was levitated through this portal and into the back of a truck. 
and I was driven. I, this was in Colorado Springs, so I was driven from. I believe they this truck was actually on the street outside my house to Cheyenne Mountain Base, which is uh, a. For people who don't know, there's a base that's inside of Cheyenne Mountain that also goes many, many levels underground. And it's what actually happens there is classified. What I remember being done to me there was something similar, but not exactly the same as MKUltra style type of things. I wasn't tortured, but I was like programmed. I remember being drugged a lot, being hypnotized. Um, and they had me and a bunch of other kids who were there watching uh, like The Wizard of Oz and Sleeping Beauty, which are both very typical MKUltra movies that people have talked about. And I don't remember a lot of that phase. The clear memories set in at the end of that phase where I was taken from Earth to Vega Prime, which is an Earth-like planet in the Vega star system where there was a major Nazi city. And I was raised essentially as a part of their civilization. So, yeah. Now, far as it being Nazis and everything, I don't know if you would know this or not, but how did they acquire the technology in order to travel through space to different galaxies and different star systems? Was there some sort of working along with extraterrestrials that you're aware of, or how did all any of that come about? Did you ever learn anything from that? Yes, they were working. Well, at first they were working with um, a species called, um, I don't know what they call themselves, but they, they're from the system of Aldebaran. They're blonde, blue-eyed, uh, aliens they could pass for human quite easily but they're very advanced there was actually prior to world war ii in the 1920s the in germany there was a medium woman by the name maria orsich o-r-s-i-c uh who was in communication with that species and they were she was receiving basically blueprints for how to build spaceships and the like. And um, this is all documented history. People can look this up. And after the war ended, the Nazis were approached by the reptilian species from Alpha Draconis, uh, there's more than one reptilian species, by the way. So, yeah. But these reptilians, they needed mercenaries. And they said to the Nazis, we'll give you ships and we'll tell you what planets you can go to and all of that. Uh, if you agree to do our dirty work for us, essentially. So that's how all that came about. Now these reptilians, you said there's multiple races. Do you know, or different species, I mean, do you know approximately where they're from? You know, the one was from that one star system. Is there multiple species of those, or do they all kind of evolve from the same area? Are they all just branched out, or are you not sure? Oh, yeah, there's tons of species. There's, uh, well, there's one, actually, that, they're evolved from velociraptors, the types who lived on Earth back in the dinosaur era, but they're, um, they, 
wound up moving uh, to uh, Mars for the most part. Um, and uh, let's see. There's ones you can see on my picture here. They came from Epsilon Reticuli. Uh, and there's many others that I don't exactly remember where they're from, but they're all over the galaxy. So where I left off was there are many, many uh, reptilian species across this galaxy and this universe. For whatever reason, that seems to be a very common, I don't know, evolutionary path for creatures to take. So, yes. So do you think that, like, evolutionary, far as, like, the dinosaur era on our planet, was that something that just happens throughout the galaxies, or is this something that you think they were actually placed here by the reptilians? Because I know of some stories about how the reptilians were the ones that actually started the whole dinosaur population here millions of years ago. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but that's just one of those theories that I've come across by researching through things. I don't actually know. I've been to other planets where there where dinosaurs were still in existence, so it's entirely possible that someone somewhere was placing them across this galaxy. So, yeah. Uh it could go either way. Did you ever encounter anything like the greys that are typically referred to? Yes. Um, several kinds. Um, there's one species that most of those species who look like that are generally friendly. There's one, I believe they come from the star Betelgeuse. That they're, um, they take humans as slaves. They're not to be messed with. They're not nice people. Uh, but I, yeah, I have encountered greys. I come across a documentary recently and I forget what it was called, but they were talking about how you'd basically you'd mentioned the one, they're like tall, blonde haired, blue eyed humanoid and like look like typical humans they're just taller and that's who the nazis were kind of the whole thing was like the master race idea actually came from that species and then there was reptilians and then there was the greys and all three of them were all interested in what was going on here like the greys were more or less like drones they didn't necessarily have like they don't know who actually created the greys there. You just mainly create it to be like the drones to go out through and do the dirty work for whoever was their creators. But humans are supposedly like created from the, the Aryan, I don't know, like you named them, but like the ones that the Aryans were looking into and the reptilians were more or less the ones that were created the dinosaurs or whatever. So I thought that was interesting. So it kind of goes along with a little bit of, some of the stuff you're referring to as well. Yeah, I've I've seen that documentary. I don't remember what it's called, but I think it was mostly pretty accurate. Um as far as like the historical information. Um although they they did leave out there is also an insectoid species that looks like a praying mantis but they're like 10 feet tall that they also work with humans or with militaries at least. Um, and they do not like us at all, but they work with us because we're, yeah. Now this is, so, I know just more of an opinion question, but why would, if this is all going on, what is the reasoning as to why they're keeping it a secret, like worldwide? Is there any logical explanation as to why that would be that you can think of? 
to keep us in chains, basically. Think of, okay, the people who are running the military are the same people who are running the corporations, the governments, they're politicians and corporate leaders, essentially. They don't want us to be aware that these things are happening because if we were, we would be we would realize that we don't need to live the way we do. There's technology out there that like, there's no need for money. There's a uh, technology that can instantly or almost instantly cure any disease. Uh, there's technology that can take us from one end of the galaxy to the other in a few seconds. Like, if the average person knew about that, they would not continue to be debt slaves. That's my opinion as to why it's hidden from us, personally. Yeah, and that makes sense. I don't yeah. think they'd be open about that because it would disrupt everything that they need us to do in exactly. our daily lives. Exactly, yeah. So you said that you went to different planets and stuff like that. Is there anything like that stands out to you the most of the things that you had to experience? Yeah, there were some of it stands out because of how similar it is to here. I remember being on a planet, there was a city that humans lived in. The only way that the city was an exact replica of Houston, Texas. The only way you could tell a dif the difference was because it had two suns and there were ships flying overhead. But some places were like wildly different as well. Uh, there were... I remember being in like underground cities, um, particularly on Mars where... I had my training, uh, military training. There was this one planet that I loved going to called Typhon, T-Y-P-H-O-N. And I don't know where it is in the galaxy, but it's what's called a hub planet, where there's thousands of different species, including some humans, but not very many, but many different alien species living together peacefully and like i w i got to go there frequently for like trade negotiations and such and it was a really amazing place um there's well, let's see they can build like floating cities in gas giants um like in like Cloud City in Star Wars, there's a uh, there's a lot out there. <laughs> there's a lot going on out there. Yeah. Basically, yeah. How did they all communicate with each other and with you? Was it like did they actually have a language that you learned at a, or they were they able to speak, or was it all sort of like mind, like talk to you through their mind, or how did it work? Between different species, uh, it's nearly always telepathy, at least from what I experienced. We did also have a thing on our... Well, we had these things that were quite similar to iPads, but they were just a sheet of glass. So they were, we call them glass pads, that they did have like an alien language translator, kind of like Google Translate. But usually it was telepathy. With other humans, uh, in human colonies and such, the lingua franca is is almost always either English or German. Um, yeah. Now, was there specifically, and I'm just, I'm just brainstorming here because of how the Nazis were all about, like the blonde hair, blue eyes. Was there is that who they chose to go with them or were they choosing everyone without really caring what they look like? 
when they went into space, they realized that humans, no matter what they look like, have more in common with each other than they do with any alien. So they kind of stopped caring about race when they went in, when they went off planet. Uh, like I'm part Jewish. I was never given any problems for being partly Jewish. Like, yeah. Kind of, I guess that was just one of those questions I was thinking is I don't know how the way they were, if they were going to still be that way. I figured they would have kind of gotten over that once they were dealing with stuff outside of the realm of Earth. Yeah, they did change quite a lot. They're still not good people, by the way. But in that one particular instance, they did change for the better. Yeah. Ultimately, what is their end game for being a part of this? Or is it just before to continue their belief system? Like I said, if they're not following the same structure they were before, I don't understand what their goal is at this point. They do still want, like, basically a thousand-year Reich. They're just not fixated on the racial element. So they are building out their empire, and they are, like, subjugating people on massive on a massive scale they just don't care what you look like anymore so yeah now i've actually heard something similar from a different story of someone that claims that they were a soldier and they've been de-aged and came back like multiple times kind of like what you were referring to is there any instances of others you've contacted that have shared the same experience that you have yes oh yeah i'm in contact with a number of people uh i have kind of a i have a theory that actually most people have been through this they just don't remember it because simply because it's so easy to like make a clone of someone and put the clone through this like, they can just, when you're not at home, they can just portal into your bathroom, grab a few hairs off of your hairbrush, and then they can make clones. Um, but, yeah, I to answer your question, yes, I know other people who've been through this. Now, the cloning aspect of it, it gets to the point to where if they're cloning you or I or anyone... At what point do they need to stop abducting the normal people if they can't just clone their own army? That's a good question, and I don't know the answer. I think that there's certain instances where they need to use the original. There's certain, like, things that clones can't do. By the way, this is a really fuzzy, like, memory set that I'm still in the process of unlocking. But, like, there's certain things that clones cannot do. So they kind of have to use the original sometimes. Is there and any... also, there... Go ahead. There's, there's more than one faction, by the way. There's Nazis, there's uh, CIA groups in space there's um marine corps groups there's uh russian groups there's chinese groups basically everyone but you is out there and living the high life yeah is there an ultimate expanse that they're trying to do within our own areas or is it just more or less something that they're just trying to do galactically well uh there's some areas that they're very attached to but they also tend to get kicked off of planets a lot so they are kind of bouncing all over the place um but there's some places that are very firmly in their grasp, like uh, our moon, Mars, 
um, the Alpha Centauri system is very heavily colonized and subjugated by them. But there are a lot of places recently that they've been kicked out of by what some people call the Galactic Federation. Some people call them the Galactic Authority. That they're essentially the military police of this galaxy. And so recently they've been having to set up shop on different new planets. So, yeah. Is there any instances that you can recall that there was ever any like internal fighting amongst the different races? Yes. Uh, there's particularly the Alpha Draconians. There's people always talk about them eating humans and drinking our blood and doing occult rituals. There is a set of them who do that, but there's also a set of that race who is vehemently opposed to that and they're trying to put a stop to it and they're they've been warring over it for literally millions of years uh there's certain factions of the blonde blue-eyed race that are fighting against each other for similar reasons um and there are a lot of races who look really, really similar to each other. So it's hard to tell if they're, if it's like infighting or if it's just two species who happen to look really similar that are fighting each other sometimes. Yeah. Do you ever encounter anything that was not typically humanoid? I know you said you're like the reptilians and the greys and the insectoids or anything, but anything that didn't have the typical like standards what we think of as humans like the head and to stand on two legs two arms do you encounter anything like bizarre for what would be for us what we think would be bizarre yes um i've encountered on europa which is one of the moons of jupiter there's an a subterranean ocean on that planet and the main sentient life form there are these bioluminescent eels that are around a hundred feet long but they're very telepathic and very intelligent easily human intelligence if not considerably more so uh i've encountered like literally like blobs of goo that were sentient like there's all sorts of things out there when someone asks me like what kind of sentient life forms are in space i always say everything you can possibly imagine and a whole lot of things you can't <laughs> did you ever encounter anything that was more like synthetic like machinish like almost like an android or something like that not that didn't have a biological component to it I've met other people who've encountered beings that were purely artificial. I have not encountered anything like that that I recall so far. Yeah, so I've seen some, I've read things and I've saw some stuff about how they've encountered, like, they weren't really, they were sentient, but they were more or less, like, artificially created. They weren't like flesh and blood they're more or less just machine that was out kind of like we'd send out like drones or whatever that's kind of what these things were about encountering stuff they're just like androids or i don't know the exact term to use but more or less robotic okay i have encountered like cyborgs uh like similar to the terminator films but they had a biological component to them they had like human a human brain or an alien brain and they did have like they breathed air they would reproduce sexually but most of their bodily systems had been replaced by robotics so yeah okay yeah i didn't know if there's like an 
I look at things just like with us just recently, I know we're doing a lot of AI stuff, so I didn't know if there had gotten to a point to where there was some planet that was basically the AI basically taken over and they're out exploring space now because they've become sentient. I've heard other, I know people who've been to places like that. I don't recall being to places like that, but that certainly doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Like, now, have you ever experienced anything or any with anyone that's left our actual our own galaxy and like went to a different galaxy in general, or is this all taking place within our own galaxy? I I believe I've been to places that were outside our own galaxy because like the physics worked differently. Uh there were like different different laws of physics and like when I described that to someone they said that sounds like potentially in the Andromeda galaxy um so and I know that we have set up a few little colonies in Andromeda and in the Pegasus galaxy so yeah there is stuff outside the Milky Way happening. I know for all the skeptics out there, they're going to say the laws of physics are what they are, but I don't think the laws of physics always apply. We're going by the laws that we've created here on Earth. It doesn't necessarily apply to stuff that we have never been to that we know of to study, to determine what the laws of physics are on some other galaxy. So just going to throw that out there for anyone that's questioning as to how we can say the laws of physics don't add up to somewhere. I mean, it's plausible that what we consider here on Earth doesn't happen everywhere the same. Yeah. That's... Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, like, is there anything that you can recall that to, like, give a description of what would be different from, like, our planet to somewhere else, like, physically or something that because i know there's a lot of people that listen to this stuff and they don't believe people's stories i give everyone the benefit of the doubt like i wasn't there i didn't experience it but who am i to say you didn't experience this you know so because yeah. i've encountered a lot of people and i've talked to people after my episodes of air and they're like I didn't believe that. Why do you question? I was like, because I'm not here to ridicule or question things like that. I'll ask questions, but I'm not going to sit here and say that, well, I don't believe that because that doesn't make sense to me. A lot of stuff doesn't make sense to me. So I didn't know if there's anything that you could recall that would just seem like out of the ordinary from what we were expecting here to how it would be different somewhere else. I remember this one planet in what I believe was the Andromeda galaxy where like objects would literally phase in and out of existence for no apparent reason, which like clearly that doesn't happen here. So I don't know what I've been recently actually reading up on like quantum mechanics and stuff to see how that might theoretically work, but yeah, I've been to a planet where that happened. It was actually really terrifying to see that. Like, yeah. Did you ever encounter a species that would do something like they dressed in like complete black, like a black cloak and like a black hood or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Um, there was there's a species from the Andromeda constellation, not the galaxy, the constellation who dress like that. They dress like the men in black, basically. Uh, and also like, well, I've dressed like that occasionally during like spy operation type stuff. I had an interview with someone that said that they encountered a being that was dressed in all black, like you couldn't see their face, you couldn't, they had like a hood up cloak type thing, and they were more, they looked like a monk 
was the best way to describe it. And they were, there's been other, I've looked into it now. There's been some other instances where that has been brought up as well. So I didn't know if that's something that you've ever actually encountered too. Like I said, they never actually saw a face because everything was blacked out from it. That's interesting. I don't remember anything like that, but I could have, and I don't remember it, but like, if you can, if anyone can imagine it, it's highly likely that it exists somewhere. Like, that's how big our universe is. Like, yeah. Yeah, if you just look at it in that mindset, our galaxy is billions of stars, and then there's billions of galaxies, and with each star, there's possibly two to three planets that might be able to hold life. So you just do the math, it just the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Exactly. Was there anything that you'd ever experienced that, like when you come back and you remember what's going on now, is there something that like really, the stuff that they were having you do that you kind of regret being a part of? I know not necessarily you enjoyed the time being out there doing the stuff they've had you do, but is there anything that you really look back and, wish that that wasn't something that you had to go through yeah there have been there have been times where I've had to kill people uh, sometimes for my own protection sometimes just because I was following orders there have been uh, stuff where I was tracking fugitives and like Looking back on it now, I'm sure that those people, whenever I tracked them down, were probably quite brutally tortured. Um, because, I mean, again, like, we're dealing with Nazis here. And, I mean, I was a part of their civilization, so I didn't know the things I know now, where that they're really not good people, but, like, they were... Uh, In general, I kind of wish I hadn't been a part of their civilization. Although the American groups aren't really any better. So, yeah. I think all the government groupings that do all the stuff that we don't really know, I guess necessarily, I guess we don't need to know or want to know. I don't think any of them are all that great, to be honest, but that's just me. I I agree. Is there an instance to where you said that they you got sent back, you were the age or anything? Do you know how many times that this has happened that you're aware of? I know there must be at least six because I've remembered six different phases of being out there, uh, of being in space. Um Three of which were with the Nazis. The other three were in different groups. One of them was in a corporate group. I don't know which corporation, but something where I was finding alien artifacts. Uh, one of them was for the CIA, where that's actually on Earth. Earth-based operations in Vietnam... Saudi Arabia, Tibet, uh, Argentina. One of them was for a branch of the the United States Navy known as Solar Warden, which is their essentially the border police for the solar system. Yeah, I get taken a lot and used a lot. And yeah. When, you, when they take you, do you believe they're taking you physically or are they taking, I don't know, like you, just your energy, your consciousness and taking that? I know that's an odd question to word it that way, but like. I, I know I, what you mean. It depends on the group. Most American groups, I believe, will take your consciousness or 
a piece of it and put it in a clone body that, I mean, those clone bodies can look like literally anything. The German Nazi group, they take me in this body, the one that is speaking to you right now. Now, the process of de-aging and bringing back, it would almost be at the point of like almost a time control, like time machine, being able to control time. Is that something that they're doing or is that, am I not understanding? Because I'm, I'm trying to rationalize here how it's possible for someone to go somewhere, spend years and then come back to the same time they were when they were younger. Because if you've done this six times, Theoretically, you would be a lot older than what you have been because if you started back in 2001 or what, 2007, I think you said, it would make you about, you should be in your early 20s at this rate. But if you experience this six times through all those years, you'd be up there in age. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around how the, it's possible that they'd be able to do the whole time thing. To put it simply, you can be in two places at once. Um, they Time loops and time travel are very possible. And this has been scientifically proven, not in the mainstream what, uh, what you'll learn in school, but like if you look on the internet, if you look up like academic articles about time travel and time dilation. There have been many people who've researched it and have proven it's theoretically possible. You can even find public patents for like time machines and things like that. The age, the de-aging, I struggle myself to wrap my head around. I believe it has something to do with like nanotechnology uh, that goes in at they inject you with like nanites and it goes in and like alters you literally at a cellular level and brings you back to whatever age and then they use time travel technology to put you back wherever yeah it's a lot to wrap your head around <laughs> yeah I said for anyone out there listening to try and understand this, it's definitely a, a head scratcher sometimes, but that's what I find fascinating about everything is just because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't mean it's not a possibility. I feel like there, then the universe is endless. So there's always going to be endless possibilities. We don't necessarily know everything we might think we do. We obviously do not. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, if anyone is um, skeptical, hold on one second. Okay, sorry. If anyone is really skeptical and they want information, um, they can find me on Facebook Messenger. Like I have... Um, I've done extensive research into this. I've found like many academic articles and I, like I said, even patents for the technology I talk about that prove that this stuff is, it's been scientifically proven to be possible. It's just not mainstream. So yeah. I can prove that all of this is possible at the very least on a theoretical level. If people really, if people are genuinely curious, like, yeah. No, that's, I'm not asking for anyone. If they, they can look it up too. If they want their own proof, they don't need to come to you for the proof. I mean, the research is out there. They can start looking into things. Okay. All right. Where did we leave off? Oh, like I was saying, I have... If people really are curious, and like I understand that, I didn't believe it at first either when I was getting these memories. Like, I researched a lot trying to debunk what I was remembering, and I could not debunk it. So eventually I came to a point where I had to believe in myself, basically. Like, yeah. 
So I understand if people want, like, at least theoretical proof. So, yeah, I have that information. You said you started to recall all this back about three years ago. Was there any reasoning as to why you started to remember this, or it just out of the blue started happening? Or I came across um, a video. I heard I was watching a TV show called Stranger Things, and uh, you've probably heard of it, but in the first season of that show, they mention Project MK Ultra, and I was watching it with someone, I don't even remember who now, and they mentioned, funny, they're mentioning that in a sci-fi show when that actually happened, and I was like, what the hell? That can't be true, but like, I researched it, and I really went down that rabbit hole, and at first I was not making any connection that something like that might have happened to me. But um, I, uh, as I was researching it, I came across a video on a YouTube channel called Super Soldier Talk, uh, which with an, an interview with a woman by the name of Penny Bradley, and she was talking about doing the same things I did, and it was very triggering for me that video was and that was like a I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this show but that was an oh shit moment for me and like uh I because I like I said I'd had some little weird like memories my whole life that I just told myself were weird dreams but that video kind of opened up the floodgates and so i started researching all of this and like uh memories were just coming back and they haven't stopped so yeah yeah i know a lot of people i won't say a lot but i know several that i've interviewed already and i discuss things with they all seem to believe that at first they think they're just dreaming and then it starts to become more of they start to understand it and see it a little bit more and they realize that they're not actually dreaming but it seems like the dreaming is where it all begins at so it's kind of what i was asking about what the whole consciousness is when you're sleeping are they taking you physically or are they taking your conscience out that's why that's just one of the questions that i have like it to me it's if they're taking a person someone that would be around that person would notice that they're not there if they're gone so it's like almost they'd have to freeze time in essence or something like that if the body's still there the person's still there they don't notice that they're missing and they're gone all these years and they come back like i don't know like i'm just trying to wrap my head around things so that is, there's a phenomenon called time dilation that you can look up that, like I said, basically you can be in two places at once where they can take you, use you, then using time dilation, they'll send you back in time to when they took you or a few seconds after usually. They can't usually do it right at the exact moment, but like within a few seconds of initially taking you and then put you back and no one will notice anything. Now, theoretically, if that's the possibility of how it works, wouldn't versions of their own self from the future that has even further reach and more advanced be able to come back to their own time and like give them more information? Like, I'm thinking it like it's almost like a paradox type of a situation. Yeah, uh, there's. I struggle to wrap my head around this and I'm living it. So <laughs> you're not alone. Um, there's. There are like time police. Sort of like Doctor Who, who like 
will try to prevent paradoxes as much as possible. But also the versions of ourselves who are in these projects, they're forbidden from knowing anything about what the versions of us on Earth are doing. So, like, I'm not saying it's not, it's in completely impossible that they could show up and make contact, but it's extremely difficult and rare. And then, like, whoever is controlling it, if they found out, they would just time travel again to prevent that from happening. So, yeah. I feel like with time travel, it almost opens the door to like alternate dimensions or universes or whatever you want to call it, like different aspects. If you start looking at the time essence that way, like the decision you made at this point at another timeline, you didn't make it that way. If that makes any sense. That's just yeah. Fun. I think that is pretty much how it works. Like, uh, there are like branching version. There are other universes. There are branching timeline versions of this universe. It's really complicated. And like, honestly, like I think humans are not really even equipped to understand it or to be messing with it, but some of them are anyway. <laughs> if, if you, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like we don't use most of our brain. I'm pretty sure I don't, like I said, I don't know the exact terminology or the exact percentage, but I thought I've read somewhere before we only use a certain percentage of our brain capacity. And if we were able to unlock the full power of our brain, they claim we'd be able to do and see things more than what we are right now, because right now they have us kind of set to not expand that knowledge and i've kind of i've kind of wondered if that's not by design like they don't want us to know everything yeah i i'm inclined to say yes because like i've never seen a race a, a species that was as in the dark as we are like i don't think it's natural to be this unaware and this controlled, you know, like, you know. The other civilizations, they're probably a lot older than what we are, too, like far as like evolutionary timelines. So is that something that um, also plays a factor into things to where, like, they're obviously a lot more evolved. They've had millions to billions of years more advancements than we have if you go if you bite into it, our evolutionary timeline that is probably yeah and also like what i was told is that earth is essentially a farm humans earth humans because there are humans on other planets but like earth humans especially we're a product we're not considered a part of the galactic community. We're barely considered even... Um, fully conscious beings. And that's why we don't get taught things. Like, you wouldn't teach... Like, a cow or a sheep... The wonders of the universe, would you? No, that's actually what I was just... Kind of thinking about. I was like... you. They look at us as if we're not so much cattle, but we're inferior to them. Like, we wouldn't go out and teach our dog calculus. Yeah, right? exactly. So I think that's that does make sense, to, at least to me. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, is there any other things that you would like to discuss? Because I think we've been going on for about an hour, and I didn't know if there's anything that you really wanted to focus on, or if you've kind of dabbled into some of the stuff you wanted to talk about i i've gotten i think we've done at least a pretty good um overview of this stuff i'd be honored to come back on some other time if you wanted me uh but 
one thing I just want to put out there is that <sighs> people need to be aware of this, that these aren't good people or nice people who are doing this to people like me, and that it needs to... I don't think it can really be stopped, but it needs to be called out so that maybe conditions will improve. Uh, because they basically they need to start at the very least using consenting adults, not trafficked children, uh, to do this for them if they must continue doing whatever it is they're doing. So... I want people aware that I didn't choose to do this. None of the people who I've contacted who also were in this chose to do this. We were all taken as children and mind controlled and treated basically like pieces of machinery. So, and if you're a part of this, I hope that you remember and I hope that you're able to come forward about this and help the rest of us put a stop to it because we need people who remember it to be public, at least with their stories, if not with who they are, because I don't show who I actually am publicly. I, I mean, I don't show my face. I don't use my real name, but... Our stories are important, is what I'm trying to get at, basically. Yeah. And I've said that from the get-go, that I try and keep everything anonymously. So if anyone's out there listening and they would like to share, you can always shoot me a message because I do believe that these stories need to get out there as well. And I understand that the average person's not going to go out there and tell us on a podium to scream it at the top of their lungs for everyone. Cause they're going to be looked at as well as person's crazy. So exactly. I understand the whole anonymity aspect of everything. So definitely is there, now this is me lightning striking me in the head for a second. Is there any place that you know of that where others can discuss this instance? Like, I know there's like the Facebook groupings or anything, but you said that they can get a hold of you on like Facebook Messenger. Is there a specific group that you're a part of that they can find you at? Yes, there's a private messenger group um, that I'm an admin of. If someone thinks they were in these projects, uh, they can PM me and I'll vet them to potentially be a part of this part of this group and they can discuss their experiences there um unfortunately we've had to deal with some people causing issues in that group so now we do have to like vet them but yeah yeah i didn't so, know i know there's certain one of the people i've been dealing with they set up a proton mail account because it's completely encrypted email and they have people I included their information, like the email address inside the notes of the show. So when it airs, they have a way to get contacted by everything. So I didn't know if that was something that you've looked into doing or. I've only so far been on messenger and Instagram. I've been thinking about getting a proton mail account. Um, and I will be making um, a Facebook post in that group where you and I met at least uh, if we, if I do set one up so people can reach me. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So yeah, any information, if you want to send me an offline message or whatever I can include for the show for when it does air. So, okay. But well, I think that'll be wrap it up for today. I'll definitely have you back for more. Um, I do appreciate you. I know we played a, tag here and there to try and get this episode recorded but i'm glad we're able to get it through and definitely appreciate you coming out and talking with me uh yeah thank you for having me and again if you have any anything else pops up or anything else that you want to talk about just send me a message but yeah i'll definitely be back in contact with you for a future episode okay
welcome. Well, thanks. It was uh, nice being on. Yeah, it was great to have you out here. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And that's our show, everyone. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, John, for coming out and talking with me today. I know it's not something that is what most people will be experiencing or wanting to talk about, so I do definitely appreciate John for coming out and discussing that with us. And again, if you've ever had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, please send me a message. Send me an email at tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Tells Podcast. Send me a message there. And again, if you want to help this show grow, you like what you hear, please share the show. Give us a five-star rating, whatever you got to do. Any help that you do is greatly appreciated. So, good night, everybody.